0: How many times have you said to yourself, I'm going to succeed and yet you keep coming up short. You probably noticed that high achievers with heart do things differently, but you just can't put your finger on it. You're curious about why high achievers accomplish more and have more satisfying relationships. It's because success is the result of your mindset and the consistent actions you take. This show is designed with your success in mind. By revealing these powerful patterns of our dynamic individuals and guest experts, you can model what they do and apply to your future success now. Let's roll up our sleeves and get started. My name is Brigitte Hoefele, and this is the Success Patterns Show. And that is right. Welcome everyone. Here is the golden nugget. Success patterns are more valuable than ideas. Let me explain. Ideas, while powerful, require, you know, trial and error and a lot of time to put the thing into action. Just think about manufacturing. First, you have an idea. Then you have a proof of concept. Then working with a prototype. Then small production badges. And finally, you have a full-scale production. That takes months, maybe even years. You may have met some people who are collectors of ideas. May they be great, but they do little else. Forget everything, what you heard about ideas. You are not looking for ideas. You're looking for success patterns. Success patterns are different. Success patterns are better. Why? Well, success patterns are proven, have a logical sequence of steps to follow, have an action imperative, and deliver consistent results. In our content-rich program, the success pattern show you'll learn valuable success patterns, and we have a special guest today. Today is all about scaling. Today is about uh, talking to one business leader who has been there, done that, and didn't really struggle. I I, I love his story. You'll hear it in in a in a, in a minute, uh, but he started scaling. And he started implementing what he has learned at a very young age. On he's helped nearly twenty thousand new businesses and nonprofits, and led his multi-million dollar business through an exceptional and extended growth phase. Growth phase, he shared with me that he tripled his profit within one year. Well, actually, it was thirteen months. He founded Scale Architects to help businesses across the country identify the right growth strategies and find the right guides to get them to the fast track to predictable success and stay there as long as possible. And he started doing that at a very young age. And I couldn't be more excited to have him here on the Success Pattern Show today. Scott Ritzheimer. Hey, Scott. it's fun to have a couple of
1: Atlantans on uh, on the show here.
0: Atlanta in the house, and we talked about this earlier. Uh, we never know what weather we're going to get.
1: This is true. Riding the roller coaster of January and February.
0: That's right. Riding the roller. I'm just. I'm just literally hanging in here because I see the signs of spring when I look out my window. But we're not here to talk about um, uh, Fauna and Flora. We're here to talk about predictable success model. Now you started, you kind of slipped into the business world um, as you shared with me. And you have an interesting um, position where you started out, where you were not just familiar with a nonprofit world, but also with a for-profit world um, and how how has that led to predictable success models?
1: Yeah, uh, it's it's funny you mention it. Um, so I, I like to kind of consider myself an accidental entrepreneur, one of those people that, that didn't really mean to get into the world of entrepreneurial work. I was just looking for a job, found a part-time job in a small business and absolutely fell in love with business. Through a series of very unfortunate events, I watched the sale of that business with owner financing fall to pieces. And over about 18 months, a million and a half dollar business shrunk to three part time employees working from home with basically zero sales. And uh, it was, you know, fortunate for me, it was one of the least painful learning experiences that you can get. Now, it was painful, right? And, and uh, it just, watching all of it knowing that it could be better uh it, you know my heart broke so many times throughout that process but it forever shaped the way that i look at business after that you know just watching um you know how it fell apart and and seeing how it was it was you know woefully dependent on one person as opposed to building a, a system that could repeat itself it was um you know it's kind of in and out and you know just making it up as we go and what we had no real grid for, and what I love about you know, even the name of the show, is this idea of patterns that happen, right? We had, we had ideas you know, in your intro. We had all kinds of you know, ideas on what would work, but we were just making it up as we go. We had no idea whether or not those ideas would actually work. So uh, you know, all of that happens around when I'm 20, 21 years old, uh, which is very, very early. And it was just a phenomenal learning experience. Um as, as the company uh, you know, is on the verge of bankruptcy, the, the buyers call the owner and say, hey, we're going to declare bankruptcy on this. If you want the company back, you can have it. You got 24 hours. So he jumps in the haul drives up to Nashville, Tennessee to, uh, to get a couple of computers and kind of a thumbs up you know, back from them to say, hey, you can go ahead and run with it. And on the road, he calls me, I was one of the, again, one of the three people left at the time and said, hey, will you come back and help me relaunch this thing? You know, there's nothing left of it, but I think we can make a go of it. This is September 2008. I'll just let that sink in for a second. So the first six months of this- In
0: 2008, let's just think really back real quick. 2008 was not the best time- To relaunch something that was already kind of Dead.
1: Yes, it was. It was dead on arrival, and then the stock market dropped. So in the first six months of us being there, stocks dropped about forty percent on the whole. And I mean, it was a fight. It was. It was. It's funny to think of my story as not having one of struggle, uh, because you know some of the stuff that's out there is like the the success of our story. But I mean, I can't tell you the number of times I was, you basically in the fetal position over. Is this thing gonna make it? Right? Uh, are, are we gonna ever get paid? Uh, what happened once we took the Company over, we found out there are about 250 clients as a full-service organization that had paid and not received their services, and so we had to facilitate. And that was about six months of work with zero income from it. Uh, We had we had several local vendors. Uh, We owed them over hundred thousand dollars and didn't realize it. Now the other company owed them, but it was you know the company you know in their mind, and we wanted to make it right and. Uh, they had destroyed the website and and it makes them sound like really bad people they were not bad people at all they're wonderful people who stay in touch with them today but they just systematically and unintentionally destroyed the company and um and and so for lots of different reasons fast forward we just fight and scrap and hustle and do whatever we can to get this thing off the ground we make a website in a couple of days you know what i mean we uh we laugh because we created our own crm because we couldn't find one in two weeks you know we (laughs) coded our own crm just funny like we had no business doing any of the things that we were doing but somehow it worked you know the phone starts ringing sales start coming in Uh, and, and the two of us together start building a team. We rehired a couple of people. We found some new people and it was just this wonderful period of like, Hey, this is now working, right? So this is, this is actually a lot of fun. You know, this whole business thing's pretty cool. And that lasted for several years. We're doing somewhere between, uh, you know, 35 and 75% growth a year, uh, at this stage. So up five, six, seven million, And then things started to get hard again. Uh, it was never easy, but now there's like a, another level of hard. Like we used to hire a sales rep, train them well, and then we'd, we'd you know, we'd grow. Uh, we used to, you know, we had kind of had the formula figured out. We knew what to do. And now we're hiring salespeople. We're running more events. We're doing all the things that were helping us grow and they're not working. Uh, in fact, our expenses are like skyrocketing, but our income is just kind of, it's working, you know, but it wasn't growing at anywhere near the rate of our expenses. Uh, and, and, and like, so we start looking around like, okay, well, who can we find someone else has dealt with this, right? And we use, you know, we, we read a bunch of books, we do a lot of you know what the big names say, and, and it was all helpful. And it, it helped clear some stuff for us, but it never changed the fundamental direction that we were heading and and that was so frustrating and i found this now working on the other side of it as a coach as a consultant that so many people have had this experience of just kind of being let down by great advice you know uh-huh. and and you're left kind of holding the bag wondering like you know did it not work cuz i didn't implement it right did it you know it feels like i'm implementing it right but it's not doing you know what's going on here and so we're just you know we're, we're fighting and fighting and fighting externally well you fight that long and now you start fighting internally so like me and my partner just we're butting heads you know when you're winning everyone's high fives you know but when when like it's not working the way that it's supposed to the high fives disappear pretty quickly and so again, just a tremendous, tremendous uh, man, someone I, I deeply respect and look up to. But we you know we couldn't we felt like for a while that we couldn't see eye to eye on anything and just could not figure out why is this so difficult? Like it, it's been working so well for so long. Why is it such a big problem? And, it was at that point that uh, I was actually listening to a podcast. That's why I love doing these podcasts, because it changed my life. But uh, I'm listening to a podcast, and I hear this gentleman come on. His name's Les McEwen. Uh, he's from Ireland, so it takes a minute to kind of understand anything that comes out of his mouth. But once you kind of get the cadence of it, you know, you, you, you get it. But no, I can say that because he's now a dear friend. But um, So he's on this podcast, and he starts talking about this idea that—not uh, an idea. It's actually a set of patterns. Uh, you perfectly describe why this is so important. But there's a pattern that every single organization goes through uh, for profit, like my business, nonprofit, like the thousands that we served, uh, any group of two or more. I actually did a podcast where I did this for a marriage. Uh, it's these seven stages that we all go through. And as he's going through these early stages, early struggle, right? Can we get this thing off the ground? Fun. You know, we got it off the ground and we can do no wrong. We're stealing victory from the jaws of defeat. We're beating the big guys. It's awesome. To this stage called Whitewater. And I I was literally sitting there in my car. I had to pull over and I was just like, How does he know this? Does he have a camera in my office? Uh, Like, has he been reading our emails? Like, what is going on here? How could he possibly know this much about our organization having never spoken to us? And, uh, And it's at that moment that I realized, the challenges that we were facing as an organization were, were just the challenges that are natural to any growing organization. Mm-hmm. Every single growing organization hits this stage called Whitewater. And uh, the way that I would describe it, uh, if I can pause the, the story for a second and go back to when I was around eight, nine years old. I was at a mall. I, I, you probably remember those things, right? Uh, I was at a mall and uh, I got separated from my mom. And I think she was like, meet me at JCPenney's or something like that. And so uh, I'm trying to find my way to JCPenney. I can't find my way around. And I'm kind of getting worked up. Uh, I'm a little kid feel like I'm lost and I came across and you'll remember these the uh, at the mall kind of near some of the entrances not all of them but most of them there's those big kind of triangle pylons and on one side it's got a map and on that map there's a little sticker that says you, are, you here. are here and the sense of relief that I got as an eight-year-old kid was the same thing that I felt as a 26 27 year old uh, business owner when I heard about this whitewater stage because it was the very first time that I ever felt like our business was on a map since we, since we started, we felt like we were pioneers, you know, we're walking off the face of the map. We're making a map as we go. And what we realized, especially what I realized for the very first time is that there actually is a map, that there are these stages that we all go through. And this is just a normal part of the process. Even more than that, it is the result and proof that you did the right things in fun because you grew so much that you outgrew what, how you can lead in fun. And and so there was a leadership change and a, a, a mindset shift that needed to happen. And I never would have understood that. I never would have uh, had the confidence to execute on it if I didn't have a pattern to point to. Right. If this was just an a, a, an idea that he had, hey, I, I wonder if there's this point where organizations just bump into challenges. That's what it felt like for us, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and when he came on and said, "No, there's actually a pattern," right? He started 42 companies by the time he was 35. He worked with uh, an incubator that launched thousands across you know six continents. Like uh, he just had this opportunity to see businesses at such a high level that he could see the patterns repeating again and again. And when he laid it out and and articulated it in such a clear and simple way and said, hey, the next stage is not the end, right? Because that's how it Mm -hmm. felt. It's like, this is as good as it gets, right? Uh, The next stage is not the end. And in fact, it's this stage that we call predictable success. It is the peak stage for you as an organization for you as a leader and and but to get there there's a lot of changes that need to happen and the right changes in the right order and so that you mentioned uh, at the beginning of the show we tripled our bottom line in a year well we, we you know we did the poor man's implementation you ever read the book and do it yourself that kind of a thing right we we read the book and uh and actually before that I have to admit what I did uh, which is what most of us do when we read a book, is I, I promptly took it and put it on a shelf. And you know, I was like, that's interesting. Uh, but I didn't change anything. And it wasn't for, you know, I'm embarrassed to admit this. It was about two years later before I I, I really went back and said, hey, hold on, I'm done being in this this whitewater state that he talked about. I've got to find a way out. So went to the book and the back of the book is just these simple steps, you know, and and you do the steps, you do them in the right order. And the the change inside the organization was just phenomenal, and uh, yeah, forever, forever since. So, uh, you know, to kind of put a, a nice bookend on the story uh, and show you a little bit of uh, what a glutton for punishment I am, uh, I, I lead our organization through this really challenging whitewater stage. I get us through to predictable success. It, it, we're back to feeling like the sky's the limit, and I realize uh, I'm I'm actually kind of bored. <laughs> like uh, I, I don't know that I'm really cut out for this whole predictable success thing. Like, uh, and and I actually realized at that point that I was made for whitewater. I was like the way that I'm designed. The my way of seeing problems, of understanding mm-hmm. challenges, of bringing visionaries and processors and you know these different types of leadership together at the same table. I, it's where i actually found out no i'm not i'm not the one to take this company to the next level right uh, that's a hard thing to realize, but it's because I know there's something better for me. I know there's a better fit for me. And ultimately what ended up happening was uh sold my stake in the company, transitioned a new generation of leaders in. They went on to double the company in the next couple of years, just did fantastic job. Um, you know, just building on the framework and foundation that we had. And it just it was just excellent all around. And so now, you know, what I do. You know, again, kind of round out the story. Uh, I, I wanted to go out and help people uh, avoid the pain and suffering that I did and do mm-hmm. it through a set of patterns that we have codified in this model that made such a huge impact in my life.
0: And, and there's, so there's, I have so many questions. I'm oh like, where do I begin? So you, you talked about systematically, or realizing that you have a system, but you don't know what the system is. And if you don't know what the system is, how are you supposed to multiply it? Yes. You, found a, you found a system, you found a process, you found a pattern that you can teach to others. And that's, I guess, where scale architects come in. Is that yes. is that correct? Yeah.
1: Yeah, we had a system. It was figure it out. You know, that was, the, that was our system you know, it was a, hire great people and let them figure it out and and there's there's an element of that that's true right but when you reach a certain size and you say just figure it out well you, there's 15 yeah. ways to figure it out yeah, and so you get 15 yeah. people figuring out 15 different ways and it's chaos right Wonderful it's chaos people. and it takes
0: time yes. and resources and it's exhausting
1: and energy. yes exhausting. And, and, yeah. and you're running in 15 different directions and, and you fall down 15 times all at once and so so, yes, uh, it, it was. And, and and yeah, that's what we do now. So I've got this beautiful, beautiful group of people who uh, we, you know, we've trained them the model. We've taught them you know, the different techniques and, and, and uh, ideas. But more than anything, we've just taught them how these patterns show up. Mm -hmm. so that we can walk in. And it's funny. I mean, that same experience I had of like, where's the camera in here? You know, Uh, I just see it happen time and time again. And and again, going back to this idea of success patterns, which is just so brilliant, is that we can be that accurate because it's the same pattern repeating Mm -hmm. again and again and again.
0: And thinking back to when you were 20, why you? there's something there. And I don't know if you've, you've probably asked yourself many times, why me? What did you have that then, you know, the, the former business owner came back to you and asked you to come back on. What did Scott always already as the little eight year old, or even before that age, what did you have? There's something that you have.
1: I don't know that I can answer that question in any type of a satisfactory way. What I can tell you, though, is that uh, the most trouble I get into and the most value I bring both come from the same thing. And I think it's probably got to do with the answer to your question, but that is asking questions. Mm. and uh, and that's just something. Uh, so where it started, our relationship, myself with the the original founder, was we would actually go, we'd go on runs together. Uh, There was a park, it was about three miles. And um, I was just getting into running at the time. He had been running for a while and he would take me along with him. And I would just ask questions and ask questions and ask Mm -hmm. questions. And I I think that's the thing, you know, that really sparked something for him. I, I think that's been the, you know, the resource that led me to finally finding the answers that I was looking for. And like I said, it's gotten me in a lot of trouble. We don't necessarily need to share those stories, but, uh, but from uh, 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 that standpoint, I, I think that's it. And the other part of it is like, you know, entrepreneurism just kind of runs in in my blood. I mean, my 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 grandpa had started a business. Um, my father had started a business, and it, it just kind of when you come out of that environment, it, it just sticks to you a little bit. And and so I I think that had to do with it as well.
0: So there's there's the curiosity piece that continues to um, stick around and and guide you. The- along with the success patterns and the predictable, uh, success patterns. And also there's a, there's a piece of certainty. Like when you shared the story of, you know, there's the little, there's the little flag, you are here. There's a piece of certainty. And when you are working with entrepreneurs, when you're working with business people, th- They often I'm not going to say all of them, but a lot of them are visionaries and they're cool with being, you know, uncertain with, oh, let's just build the plane on the way down. Who cares? Right. Chaos. But there's something within that certainty. What is it?
1: Yeah. So I would actually use a different word for it. I would use the word clarity. And and I think Mm. that's a little easier for visionaries to embrace, uh, even though it, it doesn't always come naturally to them inside of their organization. So and what I mean by clarity was, you know, when you know where you are on the map, it doesn't give you any certainty about where you're trying to get to. Right. All you know is where you are. And, uh, but if you try and get wherever you're going without ever having the clarity about where you are right now, I mean, good luck. It's, it's, you know, it's, you know, throwing darts, you know, into the dark, um, And so for me, I think it's that clarity piece and and I can't give anybody certainty, right? I have no idea what the future holds. Uh, I started my second company uh, just to to, to put uh, this to bed. Uh, I started my second company and uh, the stock market results weren't any better than the first time around. I started it in the beginning of 2020 and we know how that turned out. So uh, I, I can't say that I've achieved anything by way of certainty, but what I have achieved through these patterns is a sense of clarity. And I found that for for visionary leaders and their teams who are wired very differently from each other, it's clarity that bridges that gap, right? Visionaries have no need for certainty. In fact, they have a a just... (laughs) A, a, at sometimes reckless belief in uh, the certainty of their ideas. Uh, but, uh, and and others have, uh, you know, like processors, right? Which uh, I actually have both of those tendencies in me, which is kind of weird. I have that visionary, like, let's go for this, we, we'll figure it out. And this processor, like, yeah, let's figure everything out before we move. Mm-hmm. I, I wrestle with both of those every single day. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> so uh, again, going back to like, yeah, yeah, anyway. Um, but again, what ties those two together? Because you'll never have, you know, both the certainty of the processor type leader and the, you know, the flexibility of a visionary type leader. But what you can have to bridge the gap is clarity.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that. I love how you how you define that. And and I can so relate to you because I I I have these two parts within me that are um, driving Brigida, if you will, uh, on a regular basis. Before we come to an end today, I want to uh, quickly talk about, you You have gotten really good at not just building businesses through, through a time of adversity, um, but scaling them and helping others to scale. What, do you, what can you tell people, you know, and we're, we still have folks coming out of the pandemic or the mindset of the pandemic and my business is still hurting. What, what would you tell them?
1: Yeah, I think you got to find where you are on the map. You got to have your you are here moment. I, and that's the thing that's been so helpful. It was so helpful for me as a business owner. It's been so helpful for my clients is when you recognize what stage your business is, is not not where are you, but when are you, it helps you to say, hey, these are all things that would be wonderful to solve, but they're not actually going to move us forward. What are the two, three things that if we solve them now, will give us the most success for our stage. Mm -hmm. And so when it comes to kind of growing and scaling, I mean, something uh, I I can teach for days, but to boil it down, I would say the very first thing is find out what stage you're in, right? We've got the book, it's free on our website if you want it. Um, We've got a a course on how to scale. We've, We've got so many free resources, but the very, very first thing I would do is just recognize that there's a pattern right? And it's these seven stages and every single organization goes through them. And what happens when you go out and and try and find like that one thing that's going to work every single time, that one thing may work every single time if you're in the right stage, right? Pick your book. It's written for an audience in a certain stage. And if you're not in that stage, you can do it until you're blue in the face, but it's not going to create the results that you're expecting. But if you can identify what stage you're in, what things will help you in that stage, that's where your ability to grow and then ultimately scale will come from.
0: That is beautifully stated. And that leads me to something that you brought that will help the listeners to actually identify and take you to that next, whatever that next level is. And there's no, there's no judgment here. There's only what is, where are you starting and where can you go? What are the... What is the clarity? What are the possibilities? So you came bearing gifts. What is the gift? Share it with us.
1: Yeah, so uh, for those of you listening, you're like, oh my goodness, this whitewater stage that he's talking about, right? We've got a a business, it's working well, you've had some success, but you found yourself in a hole you can't sell yourself out of, right? You feel like your problems are scaling faster than your profits. That's not the way to scale a business. And so what we've done, we've taken the same uh, curriculum that I take my clients through when I do private coaching and consulting. Uh, We've taken that, we've boiled it down to six weeks of just five minutes a day. And it walks you through not only what you need to do to scale, but what order you need to do those things to scale. And you'll find it, it's actually very counterintuitive. It's not the things you think, and it's definitely not the things in the order that you think they need to be done. But uh, not unlike a set of dominoes, what happens when you do the right things in the right order, it's like tapping the first domino and then watching them all go. It's, it, you'll just see just this tremendous sense of momentum. So anyway, there's a free six-week course. You get it on our website scalearchitects.com all one word scalearchitects.com slash six dash weeks
0: so scalearchitects.com slash six s-i-x dash w-e-e-k-s okay. and i i would encourage each and every one of you go there now scalearchitects.com six dash weeks start now start today there's no waiting there's this is it sounds like scott this is for anyone this is for any business for anyone that is in business definitely go there now i have a comment here from brian who says he absolutely loves this and loves this conversation Mm -hmm. thank you brian for tuning in and and sharing uh your thoughts with us um how do people get in touch with you scott
1: yeah so uh on the website uh there's just an enormous amount of resource there uh there's there's actually a quiz to find out what stage you're in so if you're wondering um uh what stage you just you don't have to wonder anymore you can just take the assessment but so that's scalearchitects.com and just help you there's uh i think there's somewhere around 600 videos there like there's just an enormous amount of free content waiting Ooh, for you yeah. so any stage any business nonprofits as well same stages same challenges uh different language but uh same same deal so i'd do that if you want to reach out to me directly LinkedIn linkedin's a great place to do it uh you can find my linkedin profile there and uh just shoot me a quick message i'd love to to chat with you and uh see what we can do to help you scale
0: yeah, I love it. So LinkedIn.com slash I N slash Scott Ritzheimer S C O T T R I T Z H E I M E R Ritzheimer, just like you say it. Um <laughs> connect with connect with Scott. Um make sure that you are going. Let me find uh this banner one more time. Uh the scalearchitects.com slash six weeks. Scott, thank you for being here. Thank you for bringing your, um, incredible systematically, systematical approach and, um, this is a this was a beautiful conversation. Um, little did I know when I was on your show what I would get for our listeners and our followers. Um, truly a win-win-win. Any last words you want to share with us?
1: Yeah, you should take. If you thought this was great, you should check out Brigida's show on uh, on on the Secrets of the High Demand Coach. That's where we met and, and just did a fantastic job there. So. Uh, it's just been an absolute pleasure getting to know you and it's just an honor to be here with your your audience. I appreciate yeah. each and every one of you.
0: Yeah, and I hope that I can see you in person actually since we both live in Atlanta. That's right. Awesome. Thank you, Scott for being here. Guys tune in again next week, same time, same place for the Success Pattern Show at on Tuesday at 430 Eastern time. Thank you for tuning in and you will. Notice opportunities to apply success patterns daily while eagerly anticipating next week's content-rich success patterns.